it's just like important to remind people that the labels are imaginary, right? If someone decided that a runner is anyone who runs around the block, you can call yourself a runner. You can sign up and get merit badges or you get some kind of, I don't know, discount at the grocery store if you run (laughs) around the block every day. You're like, I'm a runner. And so you are. Like if you run, if you enjoy running, if you do it in any level of capacity, you are a runner. And my identity around running has like recently shifted to... I don't have to be a long distance runner to be a runner. I don't have to even run races to be a runner. And so that's where I am right now. I'm rediscovering my joy of running now that I've taken the pressure off of myself to have to run distances that I really don't want to anymore. Welcome to the Superset, episode... 59. 59. This is Crystal O'Keefe. And this is Tom O'Keefe. You know, here's the problem with episode titles. We are so used to tonal counting our reps and keeping track of what we don't know anymore. We just don't even know. We don't even know. We don't like, even it's know. It's like, yeah, it should just be like, boop, 59. <laughs> it just levels you up when it's time. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh... Hi. Hi. So uh, this week, we should mention straight out of the gate, we're talking to Tanisha Renee, Coach Tanisha. We sure are. She has a uh, a new program called The Rep Effect. And she tells us all about it. Like she does. Why you need to take it, who it's good for, who it's not good for, and all of the details. Plus, we just get to know Tanisha a little bit more as it's well. It's always fun to talk to her. It is. She's such a bright light. I should say, I finished House of Volume. How did that go? Volume, miss? Mm-hmm. Um, how much volume did you end up lifting, Tom? It was almost nine pounds. <laughs> was, how much, for me, that's a lot. How much did you end up lifting? Uh, 301,000 pounds. I thought it was 400. I was it 400? Maybe it was 400. I'm pretty sure it was 400. Okay. I'm pretty sure. I have to go look now. I yeah. don't know. I you should know. look in your app. I, I'll never find it in the app. I'm so oh. bad at that. You grabbed your phone like you have it in my. Here, you. Well, I'll hand you my phone. <laughs> That's how strong our marriage is. <laughs> Here's my phone. Are you done yet? No. <laughs> I'll let you know. <laughs> oh, really? What is this about? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I honestly don't remember. But I will say this. I had never lifted more than 20,000 pounds in a single workout and i did it multiple times throughout house of volume and the last one i lifted almost twenty five thousand pounds which like every time i was like oh twenty thousand you, you were right tom it's okay. three hundred and one thousand five hundred and sixty four pounds so you don't lie to the people i'm so sorry people see i well, this you've is just a, you've this lifted a, you've hey, lifted like six million pounds i'm sorry i didn't get all your pounds right <laughs> this is a first though that that the man gave an accurate measurement and the woman had overestimated that's 
It's how much I think of your strength. That's Tom. not typically how that <laughs> how that works. But uh, but yeah. So no, it was it's a lot of volume, man. They're not they're not joking. So um, if that's what you're looking for, you should check it out. And if that's not what you're looking for, you should avoid it at all costs. Yeah. Or um, if you're a beginner, like don't go straight sure. into that. Yeah. A beginner lifting weights. That's that's not the program that's for you. Be too much. But mm-hmm. like maybe the rep effect is maybe which is what I'm doing now. Like I segued into the rep effect. I just did the second workout shortly before we began recording the show. Well, and you also took Joe's advice because Joe said, yes. like, after you get done doing this, you need to do a deload program. Like, right. don't just keep going volume, volume. Vo- and you have done like three volumes in a row. Yeah, because and- I did like go big or go home. And then I did the pyramid pump. And then I did uh, the house of volume. So I was like, oh, well, this seems like a good time. Plus, I uh, I I put on some weight on the cruise that we took. And so I thought, well, this seems like more of a get lean program. Yes. So I'll try and like get some of that weight back off before things get out of hand. And and also I've already done a bunch of volume. Right. So it just seemed like that it was good timing all around. So that's one of the things I really love about tonal is you're able to work out in different ways and still be making progress like you did this large lift, large lift, large lift for 12 weeks in a row, and then you can pivot and then you're still lifting. So it's not like you're going to lose all the gains that you just did. Yeah, it's funny. Like I did almost 11,000 pounds on the one I just did, which used to be like, oh, I hit 10,000 pounds. And now it's like it like even on the lighter ones, I'm I'm doing over 10. So which is a bit of a shift from where I began. Right. And this one is more about building lean muscle and it's more about improving your work capacity, but also torching those calories. And like you said, uh, we, we might have we might have overdone it on the <laughs> Disney cruise. And uh, it's time to cardio it up a little bit. Yeah. Or in this case, lean it up a little bit while right. still building. <laughs> we want to look good in our swimsuits at Christmas time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who are we getting? We've got... There's some things happening. <laughs> yes. Yes, there are. So, um, but uh, but stay tuned if you want to hear all about the rope effect and if it affects you or if it's good for you. Uh, Tanisha Renee goes into it in depth at the back half of this episode. So you definitely want to stick around for that. We should also point out to people that uh, if they're enjoying their tonal or if they're new to tonal and they haven't pulled the trigger yet, there's an offer for them. Yeah, members can refer. So if you're a member, you can refer it to your friends and family. It's going to give them $125 off their tonal purchase and then you get a whole month free and um, members get an additional one month free every time they refer someone up to 10 referrals in a year. So that's pretty cool. Absolutely. So that's all in the app. If you want to go check it out, you can just go to the your click on settings. It says refer tonal. And I mean, at that point, you it's just, a link and you send it to your friends. Yeah, it's just they do the rest. It just involves reading at that <laughs> point. I don't think you need us to go through all that, but it's there for you. So what, pray tell, do you have in store for people this week? We're going to talk about some features. We're going to talk about the different why strength training is so important at all the different ages yeah. of of 
weightlifting. Uh, so we're going to talk about that. And then uh, we're also going to talk about some new content that just landed on the tonal. So there's a lot to cover today. Awesome. Well, before we get to all that shameless plugs, don't forget we're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, YouTube, wherever you find your podcast, you can find us while you're there. Be sure and follow us so you never miss an episode. Maybe leave us a review if the platform of choice allows that. That's always super helpful. You can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash superset podcast while you're there. Like the page, join the group. And of course, you can watch these episodes on YouTube at youtube.com slash the clip outs, the name of our other show. But everything lives over there. So you can go check that out. So there's all that. Let's uh, let's dig in, shall we? We shall. New tonal features. All right, Tom, I know you you promised new features to the people. But before we jump into the new features, I, I just realized something we probably should have said at the top of the show. Uh-oh. And that is we're going to take a little break. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Not a, not a big right one. Now. Thanks Bye. for tuning in. Bye. Yeah. Uh, not like a really long one. But no. um, recently we had a survey that went out. You might and recall. Yeah. And several people we sold it out. Quit. No, that's not. That's <laughs> My God. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, you, they said I sucked. <laughs> <laughs> no one said anyone sucked. No. But, um, uh, so we are we have collated that data and we're going to make some, some tweaks to the show. Yeah. I don't think it'll be radical, but it just takes some time to get those moving parts together. So we might take an extra couple weeks off in between episodes. So yeah. don't fear not. Don't think we disappeared we'll on back. you again. We will be right back after this episode. Not after I say we'll be right back. It's not like Saturday morning cartoons. After these messages, we'll be right back. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> new features. New features. New features. Okay. Okay. Uh, so... Similar workout suggestions are now available on your tonal. Yeah. Now, now it had already kind of like they had given you workout suggestions, but right. but these are similar workout suggestions in that they're they're like okay. You've taken XYZ programs or XYZ workouts. Here are some that you liked. And here's some new ones that we think you'll like based on how you rated the other ones. Right. So that's pretty cool because now you're going to be able to see, okay, I really needed to work on just arms and I've been doing all arm workouts. Well, that's what you're going to be given suggestions for. Right. So that's great. I would love to see that maybe grow over time and become like, hey, you've done all arm workouts. You need to take a break. Don't forget your legs. And try this other thing, right? Stop skipping leg day. Right. But because uh, <laughs> I, I do sometimes wonder, like, when we were talking earlier about doing all the volume, like, when is it time to stop and do the other thing? So, like, it would be nice to see that. Or even if they're side by side, like, if don't forget to try this, you could also, you know. But uh, but I still think that's great that because I, I do struggle with that where if, if I am in a certain mode, if I want to lift a bunch of weight or I want to do a bunch of more cardio based stuff. I'm like, I can't always tell by the names and I don't want to have to scroll through all the individual days of a, of a program. So like, I think that's a wonderful new feature. I do too. But I, I feel like I also need to clarify this. This is going to be working on workouts that you're considering. So, so Tom, you know how you go to the tonal and you're like, Oh, what, what should I do next? Right. Well, let's say you pull up, the reps, the rep one that you're doing that Tanisha is, uh -huh. is going to be teaching. Well, let's say that you are looking at it. It's going to have it's going to have workouts that are similar to what you're already considering. 
okay. as well. And so it's super easy to do. You just you just gonna you're gonna see this little pill shaped button, right? And it's gonna say similar workouts. But when you click on that, it's gonna be other workouts that are based on what you are already considering. So very simple. Awesome. Smart View is getting an update or got an update. You did you did yeah. get an update. Yes, <laughs> it it has already occurred. So now you're going to be getting your movement patterns to gauge your form and provide coaching to help you improve. And some of the moves, like the standing face pull, the on tonal camera is also going to be used for an additional perspective. So tonals, what's new about this particular feedback is that you can now tap into Smart View to see all of your recorded sets that have been track tracking your form improvement over time. So sometimes you could only see the ones that they told you to improve. Okay. And now you're going to be able to see all of the different moves that gotcha. you did. I feel like I feel like that's that's helpful. So then you're going to be able to look at all of your set videos. You're going to see how you've improved over time. It's awesome. It also feels less like you're being scolded. <laughs> Here's all the things you did wrong. <laughs> well, yeah. only recording the ones you did wrong. That did feel like very calling you out. Like, yeah, you know that one squat you didn't do right? Yeah. There it is. It's on camera forever. <laughs> That's why your butt doesn't look how you want it. That one's that was the magic squat. And you skipped it. That last squat meant everything. <laughs> so there was a, uh, a good blog post on tonal this week about it's never too late to start strength training just about the importance of strength training as you age which i think is super important because i feel like a lot of people feel like lifting weights is for young people yeah and for women i mean for men right a lot of women think only men should that be lifting weight that, yeah that it's a young man's game mm-hmm. and uh, you need to italicize both young and man like yes. a lot of people have that perception absolutely and it's not true you know uh it's funny if you think back to when we first started actually recording this podcast a couple of years ago we found an article that has stood with me like it's it stuck in my mind mm-hmm. and that is that like if there is one thing that you can do to live longer it's strength train yeah i remember the article because it's stuck in my head too and it was asking it asked uh, a whole bevy of personal trainers and they were like if somebody can only do 20 minutes three times a week that's all they got and so are you ever going to get out of them what would you tell them to do and Every one of them, every single one of them said strength training. Yeah. And I just find that absolutely fascinating because I think so many of us think heart health, therefore mm-hmm. cardio. Right. And I mean, don't get me wrong. You should be moving. You should keep sure. your heart healthy. But but I think that it's important to remember that movement is what keeps us young. So if you're not like another thing that that uh, Angelo once said over on the clip out, I remember him saying that, like, if you think about it, uh, every Everything comes out of the movement patterns come out of strength training, whether it is getting like you're healing up from an injury or you're trying to get stronger or you have something that's like a little bit off in your posture. It all comes back to the one thing that's going to fix it is strength training. And I think about like my parents getting older, you know. 
And there's so many women, especially, that can't lift 10 pounds over their head when they reach their 70s. That is terrifying yeah. to me. And uh, and I already kind of suck it up her body strength. So <laughs> that really stuck with me. Anyway, it all of this to say that that strength training is going to help you at all the different ages because it prevents muscle loss. So your muscle mass does decrease three to eight percent per decade after age 30. And that accelerates even more after the age of 60. Let me tell you also, ladies, those of you who have to worry, uh, you haven't hit perimenopause yet, you haven't hit menopause yet, added to your muscle loss just for fun, <laughs> our hormones mess with you. And now you can't gain muscle as easily as you used to because your, your hormones don't create it in the same way. So you have to lift heavier than you did when you were 30. So there's all these things happening and lifting is going to help with that. Absolutely. It also supercharges your metabolism. Yeah. So everybody talks about how much cardio helps your metabolism, but strength training does too, because not only is it burning the calories, but it improves your body composition. If your body composition is better then the rate of afterburn that you get from every single workout lasts longer. It's promoting healthy joints and pain-free movement. Yep. So all those things you like to do, whether it's walking, golf, tennis, hiking, whatever it is that you enjoy. I don't like any of those things. Okay. Well, everybody else does. (laughs) (laughs) But strength training is going to help you do all those things without joint pain. So that's what's going to keep you healthy. So you might be wondering, okay, that's great, but how do I get this benefit? I mean, you already have a tonal or you're thinking about getting a tonal. Right. Get the tonal uh, because with your adaptive weight, that's going to be a huge thing. Like we were talking about at the top of the show, it, it, building those those additions to your weight with one pound instead of five or 10, that's huge because not only is your are your muscles getting benefit of that, your joints are getting benefit from that. That's great if you can swing a weight, but if you can't lift it and have the joint support it, that is not necessarily helping you. So tonal's going to help with that. Obviously, they also have tons of content. Right. No, no matter what you're all, you know, why you want to stay active as you age, everybody might People are going to want to stay active in different ways, like you said, whether it's for golfing or hiking or just being able to walk around Disney World like they have so many different types of classes that you will be able to find something to your liking. And this is probably my favorite part. Tonal is getting ready to launch an ageless strength series of workouts. It is, it's designed specifically for older adults, including ease into action, fit and functional, and dynamic muscle. They're going to be under the custom workouts. And if you go to this blog post, you're going to be able to see where they're linked specifically there. So I am looking forward to checking those out. And if you know people in your life, uh, maybe you have a tonal and maybe somebody is is struggling with their mobility this would be an excellent thing to have them try out on your tonal absolutely or if you yourself are of course yeah i mean i'm 53 so that day is is ticking i think I, about all these stairs in our house I'm yeah like, whoa i'm trying to get out in front of it <laughs> i know <laughs> and i'm trying to stay in front of it <laughs> new tonal content So there are lots of new yoga workouts available to people on their tonal. Yeah, people have been asking for this for quite a while. So 12 new yoga workouts just dropped and they're all from Coach Jake and they are going to be 
a range of different things. So you can use these workouts to help build flexible in your body, flexibility in your body and mind. So whether you're looking for power yoga, it's really fast, or you're looking for some nice, gentle stretching sessions, Tonal's new yoga workouts have got you covered. There's beginners, so you have serenity yoga, upper body flex and flow. Then they've got intermediate spinal stretch and core power flow. And then for advanced people that are, that love their yoga and have been chomping at the bit for this, they have power sculpt yoga and deep hip and hamstring opener. So lots of choices for you out there. Definitely. There is also tons of other new content as there is basically every week. We start with hit warm up yes so this is a 10 minute warm-up that is going to get you completely ready for a hit session because whenever you want to do a hit session you want to like hit it really really hard and you should not go from cold <laughs> to 100 <laughs> you should warm up so this is perfect for that and that is with coach tanisha it is uh you also have lower body heat builder Yes, this is going to help you get the most out of leg day. It's going to help prep you for your workup, your workout, and it's this is considered to be a warm up. So you're going to slowly build up and be ready to go uh, to crush your squats. And that is with Coach Tim. Then you have a push pull imam. Did I say that right? You did. I'm so proud of you. It wasn't Hidden Hills. Um, (laughs) (laughs) This is going to help you get maximum results in minimal time. It's action-packed. It's an upper body workout. You're going to get your back, your biceps, chest, triceps, and you're going to be building muscle while getting your heart rate up with every minute on the minute. That's what that means, Tom. I know. I was like, when you hear it, I thought it was something about Islam. (laughs) Because their <laughs> spiritual leaders are called imams. And I was like, what is that about? Yeah, Why no. Is, that's, I think we should all be able to do these workouts. <laughs> <laughs> well, these help you uh, push hard, but also burnout mode is activated to help you work through fatigue. And you're going to accumulate lots of hypertrophy, stimulating time under tension. And that is under your custom bitonal. We've also got leg day load up. Yes. Get your legs shaking. This one's going to be a lower body session. Uh, It's going to be hamstrings and quads, and it's going to be time-based sets that make you earn every second (laughs) of rest. No time for slacking. And this one is also custom by Tonal. This sounds like it's good for like if you've been skipping leg day (laughs) and you have to cram for an exam. Here we go. It's time to get caught back up. This is what you, you must do. Speaking of another one like that. Squat blitz this is going to help you build power and leg drive and core strength this is going to be a total body muscle builder so you're going to work your legs from multiple angles but you're also going to tackle the accessory work that promotes healthy mobile shoulders so you're going to get a whole bunch of volume in the final block with those uh, myo reps and it's a technique that pushes your muscles to failure yet another custom by tonal we are they are just cranking these out they sure are uh deadlift burnout okay so it's exactly what it sounds like okay. uh you are going to you get a denim jacket <laughs> and you draw a metallica logo on the back with a magic marker <laughs> you roll up your sleeves underneath with yeah. a little pack of cigarettes a pack of marlboro <laughs> 
But in reality, you're going to speed up your gains with this efficient full body pull workout. So this is going to help you reach failure and activate more muscle fibers. You're going to work your lats and biceps before tackling a series of barbell sumo deadlift cluster sets. Wowzers. Goodness. And uh, finally, posterior chain power, which I feel like should have been in conjunction with squat blitz. (laughs) I agree. But this actually is more about your core. I know because it's your posterior. I I know. I know. But if you don't work your lower back muscles, which is all what this is focused on, then that you're not going to have a rock solid core. You got to work both sides. Yeah. So this is going to target that often neglected posterior chain to even out imbalances and reduce injury risk. So you're going to do unilateral lifts and walk away feeling stronger and more stable. This is particularly good for you runners out there or anybody who does uh, spends a lot of time on one side versus the other. Okay. Well, there's all of your latest content. So I guess we will now bring this portion of the show to a close and let's talk to Tanisha all about the rep effect, shall we? Peloton personnel. Joining us today via the magic of ZoomTube is coach extraordinaire Tanisha Renee. Hey, Hi. how's it going? Oh, my friends. Good to see you guys again. Oh, it's Likewise. good to have you back. Yeah. I am excited to talk about your new program coming up, and I want to hear all of the things. Okay, so the name of it is The Rep Effect Full Body Pump. Tell us yes. all the things. I really enjoyed this program. I know I say that about a lot of the programs, but I genuinely enjoyed this program. It is very much me as far as the pacing, the speed. It is four days a week, three days a week for four weeks straight. And the cool thing about this, it builds on, there are some other rep effects that we already have in the library. And this one is the full body pumps. One of the things that you'll see in the rep effect is muscle group focuses. So for every single block, you'll have a tricep block, a squat block, core block that might be mixed with like chest or shoulders or something else like that. But really the main thing is that you're going to be under tension for about six to nine minutes. So instead of doing a bicep curl and then you move to an overhead press and then you move to something off of tonal and this is all like whatever that muscle group is, you focus on it and you stay in it within variations for the entire duration. There's very limited rest between the movements and then you get to rest after the block is done, transitioning to the next block or your next set, but you are go. So the muscle is constantly being worked in whatever the variation is. So I love it because, and for people who like to move, I know a lot of people get that kind of, I just want to go fast. I want to go fast. They want to move on to the next thing. This is going to keep you engaged, but also you're going to work a little bit. It'll surprise you. So what is how like when you guys put together different workouts, there's always like a different strategy or a different, what is the strategy called behind what you're describing? I've never heard that before. The strategy for this one is honestly like to get lean and to build uh, muscle growth. And the longer the muscles are under tension, the idea is that you essentially, the muscle tears, breaks down, and then when it rebuilds, it's going to rebuild stronger than its original starting point, which will then obviously allow you coming back to those same movements, those same exercises, be able to lift a higher load or be in the movement longer than you were the first time you experienced it. I just assumed it had a fancy name. Do you know how you guys had the one with the German body composition. I just assumed there was something fancy. No, the the fancy name is time under tension. Okay. (laughs) Okay. That's a fancy name. In the notes here, it says tut. And I didn't, it took me a while to figure out. I was like, 
I was. It says accumulate tut, and I was like, I don't want my tuts to accumulate. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, it's the time of detention. <laughs> like, oh, that's what that means. Yeah. After all these years, I still know so little. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. He thought hit in hills was hidden hills. Stop. He did. I did. And until two episodes ago. And we've been doing the other podcast for six and a half years. And this is the first time he's brought it up. He was and like, I just thought they were it's like. Fine. I'd only ever. She said it's fine. I only ever heard it said. And so. You're so pretty. You're so pretty. Don't worry about it. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I need to have things one man explain. One man explain. Exactly. It feels different that way, right? You're like, oh, okay. Yeah. I am. I am pretty. Yeah. I'm, 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 yeah. I don't, get, I don't get what y'all are complaining about. I'm like, this is delightful. You tell me I'm pretty, and then I don't have to think about things. Okay. Yeah. Wah. Okay. Don't I'm get like, restarted. <laughs> I'm taking my life in my own hands. Yeah. Right I was like, okay. Talk about simplifying. I'm gonna pass that one off to your wife here. Well, she still is. <laughs> okay so now whenever you're doing these workouts is there some kind of muscle confusion happening because you're talking about there's a block so if you do like a squat block a bicep and then triceps it sounds like you're doing like several minutes of those at a time is that accurate you are so you're going to be in every single block uh so think about maybe Think about the block. If you haven't used a tonal before, you're new to tonal, and you're, you're like, what is she even talking about? Oh, that's we fair. block out the movements or the exercises. So um, we'll stay in that section or that circuit for about six to nine minutes. So you'll be, if you're in a squat block, I think day one begins actually with a squat block to, to start off. You'll be in a squat pattern, working the muscles of your squat movements, so your quads, your hips, your glutes, you'll be there working those same muscles and those muscle groups for six to nine minutes. The muscle confusion is a little bit more like varying the workout, yes, but the difference is that instead of just having a bunch of different movements, different exercises throughout the program, you're gonna actually see the same workouts. So that squat block, you will see it again later in your workout, varying times throughout the four weeks, but it won't be the first block of the day, right? So like we are, we're together, together for three days for four weeks. So the workout that you see workout, I think it's week one, day one is going to be probably workout one, day two. So it's, it, the workouts are moving around. You're not going to see them in the exact same order. So day one, two, and three for week one might show up as day like day three one two for week two do you know what i mean so it's yeah. still going to be the exact same movements um but they're not going to be in the order that you just did them in as far as day one day two and day three they get scrambled up so you're still getting especially for those people who are um this is more of like intermediate plus so someone who's not exactly maybe they're not beginner but they're maybe a little bit beyond intermediate or right in that it's almost like being a size eight or eight and a half and maybe one <laughs> foot is like in between it's not exactly one or the other so it gives you a little bit of wiggle room if you're between those two as far as like the pacing but also the repetition of the movements so you get familiar with them you get a little bit more confidence when you show up you know like oh yeah i've seen this workout before okay i got this 
But because the way we're stacking them is going to be different, the stimuli shows up a little bit differently in how you experience it. Maybe the muscle groups that you worked on the first day feel differently now that you're working them now on the third day instead. I love that. that that It's not exactly confusion because it's not just a bunch of varied movements. It is still strategic and organized. It's just the stacking looks different from week to week. Is that difficult to to schedule in such a way that you don't end up doing the same thing back to back? It seems like that would be hard to like, oh, you move, go from three, two, one to one, three, two, but oh, but now the three and one are next to each other and they were just... You mean like from a programming standpoint? Not exactly because you have to remember you have days in between to rest and recover. So you're only doing it. So if you start the program, let's say we're going to keep it easy Monday, Wednesday, Friday... You now have off, you have, first of all, you have a day in between. And so when you come back for, we have, I think squats, we start on day one. We're not hitting squats necessarily on day two. So you already have that day in between the rest. And then that day two is not going to be squats again. It might be another hinge pattern movement. Maybe you're doing RDLs um, and things like that, but you're not in a squat format the entire time and so your muscles get to rest and then you vary them in the next set of exercises and then you at the end you have two days before you hit that circuit one more time in a different pattern so either way you're getting time to rest in between the only tricky part is the people who are and we all know them sometimes we are them where we're just like i feel like i've got more juice in the tank let me go and do something else and you're like this is when we start to run into some problems sometimes when we overuse the muscles because we think more is more and sometimes less is best. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That is so true. And going back to tut, as Tom calls it, time under tension. (laughs) I also cannot get out the image that he did when he thought. I know. (laughs) (laughs) And now every time I hear the word tut, I'm just going to think of Tom. (laughs) Hey, Tanisha, eyes up here. (laughs) I was looking straight ahead. I'm not even looking at the camera right now. (laughs) (laughs) So, Now, you're going to be focused on time under tension. You as a person using it, you're not going to be that focused on it. But it just because you've programmed it in as an instructor, that's one of the focuses. But what are some of the benefits of increasing time under tension? So when you are having a little bit more time under tension, again, it goes back to the muscle growth, whatever muscle group or specific isolated muscle you're working on, the stimuli, right? You, anytime you're in anything a little bit longer, even if it's just a couple of seconds, if you sit in a squat, just a couple of seconds, a little bit longer, the muscle gets to grow. And also you as the user performing the movement, you get a little bit more comfortable, right? Sometimes you have to sit in it, you have to breathe through it. But it's a, for me, I find it's my, body. Yes, my body, my muscles are growing. They're learning to endure the stimuli a little bit longer, even at incremental amounts so that the next time I'm exposed to that stimuli, I've already been here for six minutes. So now if I want to go the next time I come back to a squat and I'm going to sit in it for six minutes and 30 seconds, my body has already experienced six minutes under this tension. 30 more seconds is now where my brain starts to come in and be like, okay, I have been here for six minutes before. I know what that feels like. My body can actually physically handle that. Now I'm going to hold this for 30 seconds. It's similar to, I don't know if you guys remember when everyone was doing the plank challenges, you know, and you start with 30 seconds and then you tack on another 15 seconds and then another 15 seconds. At the time I had everybody in my office doing it at (laughs) 
they were not happy about that. But we were doing it at 10, 12, 2, and 4. And people would just walk in and I'm like, oh yeah, today we're up to two minutes, y'all. But we started (laughs) at 30 seconds because working with everybody's abilities and we ended up at two minutes. Some Marines that were in the building, we ended up going for two and a half minutes. I tapped out around two and a half minutes, but essentially it's the same thing. Now that you've experienced that stimuli in that exact amount of time, your body and brain have tapped into it and now you can move it a little bit longer. So it is definitely a brain and body benefit to sitting under the tension a little bit longer in any exercise that you're choosing to do. I think they use the same strategy in hot dog eating contests. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Do they really? I, I I'm know. learning so many things. Sounds like they, but it sounds true. <laughs> was like, really? You sold me. I was like, say less. <laughs> like, well, you ate 10 hot dogs yesterday. How hard is it to eat 11? How hard is it to eat 10 and a half today? Right. In theory, that's how I would approach hot dog eating. Yeah. <laughs> but on that note. I'm a hot dog now today. <laughs> you segued perfectly because my next question was, how does this program compare to your actual own personal training? <laughs> uh, honestly, it is quite similar. I have a friend that says varied exercises get varied results. And so I shout out to Josh Clay. I really do to move when I'm training myself or working with my trainer with a strategic plan. And I do not like to hop around. I want to be in it because sometimes it takes me a minute to get warmed up in the movement. And so I want to hit a squat, maybe warm up on with a squat rack, then maybe do some body weight squats. Then I don't want to just pop over to the next thing. And the next thing I'm like, what is happening? Just (laughs) take this down a notch. So circuit training is very much how I like to train. I like a good mix of heart rate being elevated, which you'll find in this rep effect full body pump because you are moving nonstop. And I like to go in circuits. I like to know what my movements are. I like to get it, get exposed to it and then come back to it and then move on. Cause now I've done it maybe two times, maybe three times, sometimes even four times. And now I want to move on to the next thing. And so that's personally how I train off of tonal, whether I'm programming my own workouts custom on tonal or I'm working with my trainer directly. I like to hit it, set it, then forget it is, is my preferred way of moving about my workouts. I think it's interesting that you still work out on your own. I, my head, I always feel like people who have jobs like you yeah. would work out enough having other people work out that you wouldn't need to carve out time extra to time to work out. Yeah. <laughs> Truth be told, sometimes it does get a little challenging. And the cha- the most challenging part is as we are teaching classes or filming classes, it's really the muscle groups, right? So sometimes you ha- it gets a little like you have to be kind of plan it out a bit. Like, what am I teaching this week? What muscle groups am I going to overload or fo- focus on? And then where can I stick in my personal training and then how much of it? So that sometimes can be a challenge, but I think it's really necessary. I, I always find that I have two trainers. One is a massage therapist, trained massage therapist and strength coach. And my other coach is a Nike run coach and a trainer, both phenomenal coaches and I learned so much, right? Coaches, great coaches have other coaches. You always hear it like a good therapist also has their own therapist. That's exactly what I was thinking. (laughs) So I'm always learning more things, not just about coaching and training in general, but about how my body is moving. Sometimes you can't see your own mechanics and then 
you're in a, a bridge, you think your hips are up and you're like, yeah, I feel, I think this is as far as these hips are going. And your coach is <laughs> hired. Like, I'm, this is what I think. <laughs> and so sometimes it's like we're now on tonal and I'm doing an elevated glute bridge or even on the floor. I can hear one of my coach's voices in my head, tuck your tailbone, get your hips up a little higher. And I'm like, okay. And so again, we are constantly learning from each other. So yeah, it's like anything else. You make the time. You guys have kids and I always look at parents and I'm like, I don't know how. If I'm going to bed at 7.50 on the days I am white, I cannot imagine having to work try to do fulfill my social needs and creative needs and then also foster that in another human or two or three you find the way to get it in if it's actually something of value and importance to you and training for me is that so i find a way to get it in it's also nice to hear that the coaches we cuss at have coaches they cuss at (laughs) definitely where you're just giving the side eye or i'm like i am definitely the complaining where I'm like, do I have to do this? How much longer do I need to be on this row machine? I definitely, can I pick something else? I would like to swap this exercise out. I think your watch She's is like, broke. She's where's, like, where's the button that I swapped? Yeah, I yeah. usually get, the, get it done and I'm like, okay, fine. <laughs> I, you mentioned that you have a Nike run coach. You're obviously a runner. Okay, so the New York City Marathon is obviously coming up. Now, yeah. what is your history as a runner? Like, what? how do you... And how do you incorporate running with all the strength training you do? Because I always push one or the other. I have a really hard time balancing it, even though I know strength is so important to running. (laughs) Yeah, I know you're an avid runner, too. I will tell you, I started running in high school, ninth grade, actually, right before I went in, I tried out for the track team the summer leading into high school. And it was by far the greatest experience as far as team building. I didn't really play a lot of intramural sports as a young kid. It's just summertime. My mom's out the house. You're not allowed to come back in until the street lights come on. So you, you just figure out how to play all the things, ride all the bikes, no maps. You're just like, I don't know where I am, but I'll find my way back home. <laughs> and so I that was my first true experience on a team sport. And I started, that's actually also where I started in the weight room. So to that same point coming forward, in order to be on the track team, you were required to take strength training as your gym. There was no other option. That was it. You're a football player. You do strength training. Strength and conditioning is your gym. You are on the track and field team. Strength training is your gym. You weren't allowed to take the other gym where you just like don't change your clothes and you sit on the sidelines. That wasn't an option. You couldn't so do I, like square dancing. The one I took. No. You <laughs> couldn't take the one I took. Yeah. No, no yeah. you couldn't take dance. You couldn't take anything. You're like, you play a sport. You strength train like they were It's like a non-negotiable. It's already programmed in if you are registered on any team. And so I always just have done them together. There was no other. There was there was there was not one without the other. And I think now I ran middle distance. So 800 meters is really my race. Sometimes 600, 400 was a little quicker. And I think over the years, the idea of running long distances was never like three miles was already like Ooh, we run in Van Cortland Park for how long is this race? <laughs> okay, great. Amazing. In the winter. with And so leaving high school, moving into college, and I, I didn't um, run track in college, but that's when I started to pick up long distance running. And for me, it was more of the mental challenge. I was like, okay, all of the, the conversation I had to have with myself in order to make it to the finish line, because 
think about it. I'm just running around that track twice and that's my race. We're done. We're dusted. Great. Amazing. So now to make it to three miles successfully, to make it to six miles, nine miles, 10 miles, 12 miles, 13.1 miles was such a challenge. But I became, I started to love it so much because it forced me to talk to myself and cheer myself on in a way that nobody else is around. Your teammates are not around. Most of the time I was running, I ran about 10 half marathons. You run them alone. I joined team and training and I had like maybe one person that I would stick with as we like ran in San Diego and this place. But a lot of the run is you and it's just you and how you get you from the start to the finish. And I never thought I would run the New York City Marathon ever. I was like, every time I got to a race, And I saw the 13.1 mile marker go this way and 26.2 go that way. And I'm like, somebody's trying to do this again. Like everything (laughs) that we just went through. Somebody has made the choice to do that all over again. Never in my life could I fathom running all of those miles. And it was by far one of the most joyous experiences for me. And again, I think I just turned 40 this year. And I think there's been a lot of, for me, a lot of revelation and understanding who I am and what I do and what I like and what I don't like, and maybe why I make certain choices and decisions. And I felt a little bit like I had to run the race again, because so many people were inspired by me running the New York City Marathon that I felt like, oh, now I've helped create these other runners and inspire other runners, I need to to run the New York City Marathon again and again. And I'm like, I got to the point where I was like, I'm resisting this run. I don't want to run 26.2 miles again. I love running, but I think trying to force myself to be a distance runner was taking the joy of running away from me. And so I'm now in a new space of running where I'm like, no, I really love three miles. That feels good. I love three miles. I feel joyous and excited to run three miles and I'm not resisting running even a mile. Right. And I think like when you think about being called a runner or or certain labels in, in general, you feel like you have to fit into the box. A lot of people on my team, shout out to coach Christina. She's also a Nike coach and Nike running coach. Shout out to coach Ash. She's getting ready to gear up for her own Ironman. Shout out to coach Woody. She's about to run a half marathon. I think the Disney half marathon at that. We have a lot of runners. Coach Joe has taken up more running with his fiance, (laughs) Tina and coach Akeem is a massive runner also came from track and field coach Tim gets to run in every once in a while. And I think it's just like important to remind people that the labels are imaginary, right? If someone decided that a runner is anyone who runs around the block, you can call yourself a runner. You can sign up and get merit badges or you get some kind of, I don't know, discount at the grocery store. If you run (laughs) around the block every day, you're like, I'm a runner. And so you are like, if you run, if you enjoy running, if you do it in any level of capacity, you are a runner. And my identity around running has like recently shifted to I don't have to be a long distance runner to be a runner. I don't have to even run races to be a runner. And so that's where I am right now. I'm rediscovering my joy of running now that I've taken the pressure off of myself to have to run distances that I really don't want to anymore. Yeah. <laughs> life, is, I don't blame you. life is too short to do things you don't Tom's like. Me yeah. too. Same. <laughs> Said by the guy who's never run a mile. I don't blame you, T. When you, know you were what? talking about the split point with the 13.1 and the, I was just all I could think is they should put up one of those apartment signs that you always see. If you lived here, you'd be home by now. <laughs> Like you'd be. <laughs> I put mine at mile zero. 
<laughs> you're right about the labels because it's so funny. You said at the beginning of that, oh, you're an avid runner. I'm not, though, because I'm slow. Like, I Say automatically this. take myself out of that equation. As someone who doesn't run as a complete outsider, I've never seen a group of people so apt to say, I'm not that, who do that thing multiple times a week. It's true. And, and it's not, it's, it. yeah. it's all, you just, you were talking about how you're getting to a headspace where you don't do that anymore, but the whole run up was, oh, I run all the time, but I'm not a runner. Like I, so many people say that. It's yeah. so weird it's, to watch. It is interesting. It is interesting if you, but again, it's right. It's, it's how we identify with a lot of things because of outside pressures. Not really. If it was up to us, we'd be like, yeah, I identify as such and such. And this feels right and authentic to me, but because of outside either perception or labels, you take them on as your own. And so you have to like sometimes unlearn a lot of things. I think that comes with like age, giving yourself some grace. But yeah, it's taking me a little bit of time to be like, no, I am still a runner, even if I don't run 30 miles. Yeah. (laughs) If I'm not running 10 miles, I'm like, that still does not discount me as a runner. So I just wanted to state that for anyone who might be listening that's, you know what? I like to run around my cul-de-sac. I like to run up and down these stairs in my house. And because I used to do that too, like when it was way too cold outside, I would run my, I grew up in a two family house. And so from the top floor to the basement, I would run all the way down and up and I would set my timer and I'd probably run for 30 minutes up and down about three flights of stairs. Yeah, Sometimes I tried I the front door and run downstairs, back in and back out. I yeah. tried that once and the dog almost killed me. The dog <laughs> tried to chase me. We down. only had a cat and the cat was terrified of what is she doing? You know what? Go over here. We have that issue. I used to work in a two story building and I would take the elevator. <laughs> I. It's not even a joke. I was like, let's move away from running. I cannot participate (laughs) in the conversation. Next. Okay. I would love to hear how you take something like running a marathon or any distance. And you also do these really intense programs that you're building. And I know you're at a point in your life now where you've already built up the mental strength. But like, how does a person who doesn't have that mental strength, what process do they need to take to build up to being able to do challenges like that if they want to. Yeah. Yeah. If you're just starting out, whether it's resistance training, whether you're just starting out as a runner, if you're new to movement and in general, my first suggestion is to make smart, attainable goals, right? So start small. I know there's like a lot of theories and suggestions about two days a week, three days a week, at least 30 minutes. It like everyone can do that. You know what I mean? But you could set a timer for 10 minutes and move consistently for 10 minutes even if that's twice a week, right? And you build up and it's, okay, I did this for two weeks. I was really consistent on doing this body weight circuit. We have 10 minute quick fits on tonal, right? Like you have that ability. We don't discount because we understand that sometimes you don't have the time or for a person who's new to think about being in a workout for 45 minutes, even 30 minutes sounds like it takes me 10 minutes to get to work driving in my car. It might Depending on how you're looking at it, that might be challenging, but 10 minutes, most of us can't really get too far in 10 minutes. We can't shower and get out the house, a lot of us, in 10 minutes. So you think about moving for 10 minutes consistently. I always definitely say start small, stay consistent. That's really, that is really the goal. So if you're not going to be consistent with three days a week, 45 minute workouts, then find a time, a small time that you can be consistent with throughout the week and then start with one week. Just tackle one week 
maybe one day for some people. That would be my biggest thing. Start small. Body weight movements are always great. We can all walk. We can all walk on incline. Doesn't necessarily have to be extremely fast. I think listening to your body is extremely important though. And not just the physicality of listening to your body, but again, going back to listening to your mind and like how you talk to yourself. Because if you count yourself out before you even step up to tone, if you're counting yourself out before you even lace up, then it's like the challenge is starting in here, right? So whatever the coach is saying, whoever else is encouraging you to get on board, it's going to be very challenging for them to keep you motivated if you are already like, I can't, I'm not a this, I won't be able to, oh, this is going to be so hard. Yes, it is going to be hard. So have all those thoughts, get them out the way so that when you get on the road, you're like, I already know this is going to be challenging. You know what? Mile one, whenever I get into a race, mile one through three sucks for me. Every single time. I'm like, I hate this. Why did I sign up? But I already know. I, I'm at the starting line before the gun even goes off. I'm like, we are going to hate mile one through three. Get over it. And then it's going to be amazing once we hit mile three and we get up to about mile 10. And then it might suck a little bit again from there. But I already have this dialogue in my head and I'm like, okay, let's go. I'm excited. I already know what to expect for this first mile. So get it out the way so that when you're in the thick of it, you're like, I already knew this, but I'm going to finish it because I only got 10 minutes to be here and I'm already at minute six, halfway done. Let's go. So I think how you talk to yourself is probably more than any other thing, if you're going to be consistent with anything, be consistent with how you talk to yourself. The other thing I would say if you're starting out, buddy up. It is so much easier to stay consistent if you've got a friend. Like if you are trying to change habits of any sort and you don't have somebody else who's enrolled in this idea of this is the thing I'm trying to do when I'm trying to change a habit or I want to be held accountable, I buddy up either in the exercise itself, in the thing that I'm trying to change, or I reach out to my friends and family and I'm like, yo, if you hear me complain today about anything, I have had such a blessed year. I've gone to all of the weddings in Italy, in Barcelona. <laughs> if you hear me complain about anything, I want you to shut me down and be like, not today. We're not complaining today. Like, cause sometimes you need other people to remind you and have them bring them on board for the thing. Hey, I'm working out every Monday, Wednesday. I want you to call me or text me every Monday, Wednesday at 6 p.m. Check in to see if I like enroll somebody else in the thing that you're trying to do. If they're not, if they're like, hey, friend, that's cool for you. I'm not going to run those miles with you or I'm not going to start this healthy eating. But I love this for you and I'm going to support you through your journey. And you might even inspire somebody else along the way by just having them check in on you or keep you accountable, even if they're not actually participating in the change with you in that specific way. But those would be my ways. Buddy up, enroll people in the thing you want to do, and really just start small. Stay consistent. Congrats on going to Barcelona and not coming back and pronouncing it Barcelona. Barcelona. So that's... <laughs> that out of everything you just said, all yes. the amazing things you've done. That might be your single greatest achievement. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to take that away. I'm, I'm right here. <laughs> You're tight. <laughs> You're tight. Yeah. When you were Tuck talking about body weight stuff, I had this moment in my head. I've never said this before. Uh oh. But okay. whenever I do body weight stuff, I always think to myself that if I was in prison in solitary confinement, <laughs> this is all I would have. <laughs> this is what I would do. It's true. Okay. They got prison workouts. They don't call yeah. them prison workouts for nothing. And yeah. the prison bodies, do you see them? They are, they are in shape. 
Okay. Because they got nothing else to do, right? They got nothing but time. But also, don't sleep on body weight movements is really the end goal. Like, (laughs) she's missing the point. (laughs) All I can do is body weight. I'm like, you know how much you weigh? Because I'm well over 130 pounds. Okay. And that's enough. (laughs) (laughs) Whenever I have those moments, I'm like, I've been listening to too many true crime podcasts. I need this time to circle back around to this American life or something. I saw, I did see something that was like, I don't remember if it was an article or somewhere, but it was like basically that essentially if you watch a lot of those crime shows, like there's something wrong with you. Yeah. And I was like, I can, but I can go to sleep to like, the thing Olivia is, Vincent is my girl. Like, I'm like, yes. Here, here's my thing. Here's my thing about true crime. Uh, you may have had something truly happen to you that might have been, you know, formative and, and to. But I don't think that any of us need that to appreciate it. The reason that I think most of us watch those true crimes is because they're not happening to us. Yeah. It's the same reason you watch a Dr. Phil or a soap opera or whatever. It's like you're watching it because somebody else's life is falling apart, not yours. And and I don't mean that. Screw those that people. So foul. Like I'm like I know yeah, it does. I know they're, they're real people. I've said this before because I watch them too, and I'm just like sometimes I feel a little guilty that like this is just my entertainment. It's the worst thing that's ever happened to these people. Yeah, and it's just my entertainment. But it's also spreading the word. It's also teaching you so many things when you watch that stuff. Like, it's teaching you that you can't trust everything at face value and to look deeper and, like, to look for red flags in people. It, it is truly teaching a lot of good skills because you should not trust every single person you meet. You should not. <laughs> I, uh, I watch it because I think obviously, one, it's meant to, it's designed to entertain. Of course. In the- at the dialogue, all the things, but also I feel like a lot of it is based off of true stories, right? So even if they take the subject and add to it, take away, it's not always exactly, but I'm like, these people are out there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. These people are, this is not, it's not true, but it's true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just be like aware of like how for a long time though, I was watching a lot of criminal minds, marathons of it on <laughs> I, and I started to booby trap my house. I don't know. I like I just was like moving things on to the windowsill. I'm on like I'm I'm always on a high floor somewhere, but I'm like booby just in case someone wants to scale the building. I'm like (laughs) marbles on the edge of the windowsill. I'm like, you're not going to startle me. I'm going to I'm going to know. I was like, all right. And then, then that's when I was like, we need to switch to Disney Plus for a little while. Yeah. When when we start driving down the highway. But if you switch to Disney Plus, you can watch the Spider-Man movies and they scale buildings. That's true. <laughs> they don't in Cinderella. They do in Beauty and the Beast, but they don't in Cinderella. Rapunzel? <laughs> You know what? You're going to ruin this for me. I really like my nights with Disney Plus. And, I'm you, a ruiner. and you're taking this away from me, Tom. Let me have this one moment of joy. On Disney Plus, you can also watch Locked Up Abroad. <laughs> That's true. Are you really? Yes. Oh, yeah. Ex- yeah. Except you get the British version, which and is so called they... Banged Up Abroad. Banged Up Abroad. Isn't that hilarious? Which sounds a little dirty. Oh, it does. <laughs> Oh my god! It's no, hilarious. I, I don't ever go on Disney Plus and watch anything other than science shows, something related to space, and old classics. I like, I like to the- watch the animal shows. Like- now I'm scared to ask her definition of an old classic. Is an yeah, old it's classic like Cinderella, or is it like <laughs> yeah. Fox and the Hound, or 
No, it's mm. like Lady and the Tramp. Okay. Cinderella, okay. That is acceptable. Uh, the original Snow White. Oh, you know, wow. That, okay. Dark, but nonetheless, yes. Okay. <laughs> I was afraid you were going to be like, I like to watch the classics like Pocahontas. <laughs> <laughs> Technically, Little Mermaid is. Those are still classics, though. Like we, it's a we modern can't say- classic. <sighs> it's a modern classic. It is yeah. a modern classic. I mean, classic to me means old, and I'm just like. <laughs> I was born in the early '80s. It's it's classic for me. I yeah. Little it, Mermaid it, came out when I was out of high school. So here's the thing: as you get older and people's references get younger, you're like, that was like yesterday. Oh yeah. crap, that oh. was 30 years. Yeah. When did that happen? And you'll be like, anyway, it's eight o'clock. I need to go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> Or at least take a nap. I mean, it honestly, it's like it always puts it in perspective for me when I think one of the pivotal moments is we all remember where we were exactly when 9-11 happened. And when you ask anybody where they were and like share experiences and someone says, I was in third grade or I wasn't born or you're just, oh, okay. okay. And now reality has actually set in yeah. for that's just happened. Especially yeah. when the person telling you they weren't born yet is like your Uber driver. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. Or old your enough boss. To, you're old enough to drive? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That would be worse. Someone of a uh, same plane level feel like you're just like, don't talk to me, actually. For the rest of the week, just don't even look in my direction. That's Thanks. way worse than being told you're not a runner. <laughs> Yeah, way worse. Way more offended. Don't look at me. Don't look at me. They're like, I remember where I was for the series finale of Breaking Bad. Like, that's their big cultural that's their point of reference. Yeah. Game of Thrones or something like that. Yeah. Like, you don't yeah, even know. know how it was in our day. I didn't walk to school barefoot, but we all watch TV shows at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. And there were no pause buttons. And and we couldn't record in advance. Yeah. Commercials out. Even even our video games. Even our video games. You couldn't save in the middle of a video game. They will never understand having to get all the way to the end of Super Mario before you stop. You'll never understand having a video game that didn't have an end. That that's true. Played it until your parents said the news is on yeah get off the pong <laughs> Mario Brothers, my sister and i we would pause the game because again you couldn't save it so we would pause it and sometimes we'd be afraid to even turn the tv off we would just pause it and then go run errands with our parents and then come back and then resume the game but and the I'm thing like, is when I'm you came back this level i cannot i got it you have to get to the end. Because when you come back, you're never as good and on it as you were right there. Because you had all that practice. You were in it. You were you had all the motions down. You were but warmed up. Like, come on. You, you had to. got to uh, finish it. Okay. I'm, here's the next generation back. I When I would play <laughs> Asteroids on Atari. Okay. And instead of. She's like, I've I don't know. I've seen an Atari. Atari. I've never actually played one, though. But keep going. Well, okay. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> People know where they can find you. And all that. Uh. <laughs> So when I used to play Atari and there was no pause on Atari, it's not, a, it wasn't even a con. They didn't even have a button. Yeah. And so I would get it down to where I had shot all the asteroids on a screen and I had broken down the very last asteroid to its smallest component. And if I tucked the ship in the corner of the screen, that last asteroid would never hit me. And I could just sit there and let it scroll. And then I'd put it onto different channels so my dad wouldn't realize I still had the Atari on. Smart. Yes. Smart. You were finding those little loopholes. I do. Yeah. I am a problem solver. Yeah. That is... 
That's something there, my friend. That is something. <laughs> that is something. She's, yeah. she's calling you pretty again. Yeah. <laughs> no, honestly, that's that's a workaround. The pause button before the, that was a pause button before there was a yes. pause button. It's a life hack before we had life hacks. That's true. Make a way. Make a way. <laughs> yes. All right. What's one thing that inspires you right now? Ooh, I honestly want to say my friends are doing some incredible things and constantly just like leveling up. And that's how they say, make sure you're surrounding yourself with people that are doing that. You're not the smartest one in the room. And yeah, I have, I used to always be like, why do I get so lucky? I've got all these great people in my life. And I don't really say that anymore. Now I just appreciate them and realize there are times that they're inspiring me and then times I'm inspiring them. And like, it's just this continuum of, um, what's next? How do we be better? How do we contribute more? Um, to our communities, to society. Um, but so, yeah, my friends are killing it right now. And so um, in all different sectors, health and wellness, uh, publishing, real estate, fashion, like it's just, they're just killing the game. So I am constantly inspired by their work ethic. And again, how they just manage to do all the things and take the chances. That's really it. They take chances and more of a, is this the right time? I don't know. Let me think about it. I'm an overthinker. When I see somebody who's just, I don't know, I'm going to put it out there. Maybe I had a friend, Victoria Brown, shout out to her. She said she used to hear this phrase or live by it that if you wait and if you wait to put it out, if you wait until it's perfect to put it out, you've waited too long. And so we had a dinner the other night and had a nice little discussion around that idea. And again, so much inspiration as far as what people are working on currently and looking to put out. And yeah, my, my, my homies are inspiring me to do a little bit more. Lord Michaels right always says about Saturday Night Live, we don't go on at 1130 because we're ready. We go on at 1130 because it's 1130. Ooh. <laughs> <Drop>. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so when do you feel the most confident? Oh, for sure. When my hair is cut and colored, <laughs> done and done. I'm like, I don't care what's happening the rest of the day. I don't care if I get my hair cut at 11 o'clock or 10 p.m. I'm like, where are we going next? What's happening? What, what are we doing? Because now I got a haircut. My hair is cut. My hair is colored. I'm feeling great. Makeup on or off doesn't matter. If my hair is cut and colored, I'm ready to take on the world. <laughs> okay. So what is one song you have on repeat right now? Right now... It's more of a genre, I'm going to say, more of a radio station. It's really R&B related all the time. And it's a combination of like lots of Usher or LL Cool J around the way, girl. Like I'm just, <laughs> I just feel a radio station around around that. I'm in my I'm in my around the way girl era right now. So. <laughs> I'm not wearing my hoops. I should be. <laughs> so what's the first thing you do in the morning and the last thing you do at night? First thing I do in the morning is pet my dog. And that is not by choice. It is he is very needy. And if I stir, he just gets up and comes to be like, have his belly rubbed. I'm like, bro. It's All not, I did was move. Yeah, <laughs> yeah It's not time for that. Uh, so that is probably the first and last thing that I do. Uh, <laughs> that's not for myself. But if it's for myself, the first thing I do typically is make a coffee. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Especially today. Yeah. My, another good friend of mine owns a coffee business out of Houston, Texas, Greenway Coffee. And it is by far some of the best coffee I've ever had. And it's also like having a little piece of my family with me. So I have a cup of Greenway coffee first thing in the morning. And then before I go to bed, 
I have picked up prayer and meditation again. Hmm. Um, it's been a while. Uh, again, going back to labels, like I'm not as religious as I used to be. And so the idea of, I think like at this stage, it's just no, it's a gratitude thing, right? There's so many things that I'm grateful for and whoever you believe sends them to you or however they come to you, prayer and meditation for me to sit on what my life actually is and what it actually looks like. There's an opportunity for me to tap back in when I'm having a rough day, a hard day. And it's today was rough, but all in all, wasn't that bad. Effective. All in all, it's Okay. And I like that to be the last thing so that as I'm getting up the next day, I've left with a landed on gratitude for the night before. And I'm starting the new day, fresh start. It's going to be all right. Whatever it was, whatever it is, things always work themselves out. And it just lets me put the days either if I said something that I'm like, oh, I wish I hadn't said that or I wish I hadn't done that or I wish I would have done more of this or it lets me just like level set with myself as well that tomorrow's a new day and it's okay. You know what? We have definitely hit a snafu or two before and this too shall pass. We are, <laughs> we will get past this. Everybody will move on. Things will get better. And yeah, I saw this really quick. I get all my news and information from Instagram and I, <laughs> I saw this like little excerpt of some kind of chatter. I don't remember who it was, but it was a young man. Uh, talking to his therapist or he was saying he was recounting talking to his therapist about like sometimes he wished the highs weren't so high and the lows weren't so low and his therapist was reminding him that if you look at a heart rate monitor or EKG like when the line is in the middle you are dead right when you flat line <laughs> life is really about the highs and the lows and like it goes down and then it comes back up and but it's movement right it's constantly moving and that is that's life. And so when we are like at a standstill, we are not really living. So whether that's at a physical standstill or like a metaphorical standstill to be moving and experiencing the highs and the lows is still progression, right? It's still movement versus just staying still in the one stagnant place. Lately, I've been thinking about that analogy when I'm feeling the peaks and the valleys. What a great um, analogy. Yeah. I really love yeah. that. That's a really, yeah. really good thought. Yeah. yeah. So that's where I've been. That's my first and last thing. A little bit of prayer and gratitude at night and a lot of coffee in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What is one thing that you could eat every day? There's a lot of things I could eat every day. Um, I would probably say if I'm trying to be reach out to my healthy folks, pineapples for sure. I could probably eat every single day. If I'm indulging a bit, I'm probably going to go with any form of carb. Like I'm, I want to say French fries, but I'm like, honestly, it could be mac and cheese. It could be French fries. Like it could be potato salad. Like I load me up with a carb and I'm like, yeah, let's go. But yeah, uh, probably yes. fruit and a carb. Yes. Okay. okay. And what's one thing you can't leave the house without? Oh, if you know me, I am always moist. Do you see this? Do you see <laughs> moisture? I I don't be messing around. I do not mess around with it. I have been late because I'm like, I need my chapstick, some kind of lip moisturizer, some kind of hand moisturizer. If I'm going to be out for the night and I do not have a hand moisturizer, I'm turning back around. I Oh, I'm going to buy one. On so you out. take like a bag with all the different products with you everywhere? I, I, I have found Nivea makes this beautiful little small little can that kind of goes into any size purse or back pocket. And so they sometimes run out or they're not selling. So when I find them, I probably buy 10 because I'm like, I can't run out. Like I need at least five on the back burner so that when I'm running out, I can find a replacement. Yes. But I always I wash my hands very frequently. And every time I wash my hands, 
I put a moisturizer on them sometimes too. I also have eczema. It's not extreme, but it has made me even more conscious of keeping moisturized. So yeah, I do. I never leave the house without probably three to four moisturizers from head to toe. You Every single day. Tell her about the stuff that you use that for like instead of chapstick. Yeah, what is that stuff it called? It starts with uh, a V. Vanaply. Vanaply. I know it's not a very sexy name. Yeah. But neither is chapstick. It's true. Who are That's we true. kidding? You're but just used to hearing it. It doesn't have any of the things okay, so a lot of things that are considered chapstick, they actually dry your lips out. Yeah. And the reason I love Vanaply is because you put it on and it actually moisturizes your lips. Mm-hmm. And, and so they have like different formulas but they have they're different kinds like you can get the kinds like flat or you can get the kind that looks more like a almost like a vanaply yeah vanaply it's great v-a-n-i-p-l-y Okay. And I hate to put stuff on my lips. Like, clearly that doesn't bother you, but it drives me crazy. Yeah, he hates the feel of it. Like, it's slimy. I don't like it. And and I will say, I remember the one time we were, like, at a restaurant. It was in the dead of winter. (laughs) And it was just, like, my lip just split open. And I was like, oh, you need some chapstick. And I was just like, oh. (laughs) And she had this stuff. And I was just like, and I was, at that point, I was just like, my mouth is going to hurt for the next six weeks. That's just what... (laughs) That's just what it's going to feel like till spring now. And she gave me that stuff instantly. I couldn't. It didn't hurt. Yeah. And it didn't feel weird or slimy or gross. I was stunned. at. And that is recommended to me by my dermatologist because I I had some flare ups. It wasn't eczema, but it was I was just having a lot of inflammation. And it Mm -hmm. was like and so I was having a lot of dryness and she was like, oh, try this. And it was Amazing game changer okay. for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll be looking and for it today. Use promo code uh, TCO at checkout. Oh wait, no. That's, that, <laughs> that joking, joking. That won't work. That won't work. This was just oh a my heartfelt God. endorsement. <laughs> yeah. Last question: What is one message you would like to leave? your fans or people who use your programs with i know some people get weird saying fans i, I am not that of, you don't have them i'm one but, of those people for myself yeah, yeah. i don't like that <laughs> it feels weird um, it's another imposter thing but yeah. that's a whole nother story yeah <laughs> I, I think i would say for people who enjoy taking my class i one thing i would want to let them know probably that this is really a collaborative experience um and i'm learning from everyone as much as they might be learning from me. And it's an exchange of thoughts, feelings. When people post that they're working out with their kids and maybe they've got like an infant and then a toddler and the baby is like rolling underneath them. And then you're just, you're, they've got to stop to like address the toddler situation and then go back. You know what I mean? So it's, I'm constantly inspired by the people who message me and they're like, I just took your class for the first time. And maybe they just got a tonal. Maybe they just discovered me on tonal. The people who all of the other places I've coached at prior to tonal who still take those classes or message me something that I've said in class that maybe I said a long time ago and they now use it with their kids. And that's happened actually a couple of times, like messages or analogies. I'm very big on analogies just because how I hear something might not be how you hear it, might not be how Tom hears it. And so Sometimes I like to say things in varying ways so that it can grab different people. And I've had people share my words with their daughters or their daughters and their daughter's friends. And the coach that I am today is very much a collaborative effort of dialogues like this that we have to let me feel more 
confident and secure in who I am as a coach, but then also who I am as Tanisha Renee when I show up and remembering that people love you for you. Whatever your thing is, you love Tom for the little things that make Tom and Tom loves Crystal for the little things that make Crystal. And so the same thing, like all of the people that show up for us, they love us for exactly who we are and how we are. They might check us sometime or tell us, hey, I didn't really understand when you said this or when you said this is how it made me feel. But essentially, if we've had exchange, if we've had dialogue, if you've shared how a class made you feel physically or emotionally or mentally, I've received that and I've taken it back with me. I've held on to it. And a lot of times I carry it with me when I go step back up to tonal. And so what I want everyone to know is that the coach I am today is very much a collaborative effort of our exchanges. And for me, that's immense gratitude. Like Whether it's, for me, all feedback is feedback. And I really grow from the good feedback, the bad feedback, the unsolicited feedback. <laughs> like, thanks. <laughs> that's what you like to tell uh, My mom is like probably the biggest one who gives me unsolicited feedback. She was like, class was great. You talked a little too much. I'm like, thank you, Debbie. Thank you so much. <laughs> But then I hear her voice when I feel like I'm being too chatty and I'm like, she went home, but she's right. <laughs> Moms have that ability. <laughs> Moms are like, they're grandfathered in. They're allowed to give unsolicited feedback. Oh, yeah. 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 I just stand there and I'm like, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could. Yeah. I'll just I, was, I, was, I was just picturing comments on YouTube channels. Yes. That is that is not grandfather then. No. That's grandchild in, which yeah. means yeah. shut up. Yeah. I love when people are like, you didn't seem like that was a real laugh to me. Really? I've never met you. I've never met you. Maybe I can't even honestly I have been so fortunate to not get the crazy comments. I'm so um, happy I definitely have had people give me unsolicited advice in person. I remember this. I'll just give you this one example. I played a song in a class one time and this woman waited until the class was over. 70 something people in the room. She waited until everyone had left to come over to tell me that part of the it was like, I think it was like Nas one mic. And she was upset that the messaging that I was given was something around life is hard for everybody, right? And essentially my message is always just be nice because there are people that are walking past you in the supermarket that are having all kinds of thoughts, all kinds of feelings. People show up to church, they show up to PTA meetings and maybe they've just experienced some domestic abuse, whether it's mental abuse, physical abuse, and you just can't physically see it. And they've got a fake laugh or a fake smile or whatever. And that is how they are coping and getting through. And you have no idea what people are actually experiencing. So just be nice. Just be nice. And she came up to me and told me that she does not come to class. It's an escape for her. So she doesn't come to think about other people's problems. Oh, okay. And I just was, you're, just, you're in the space of, I want to cuss you out, but I know that's frowned upon in this establishment. <laughs> so, but I'm also just in complete disbelief that you felt the need to like wait until the room cleared. Yeah. To also, share this message when I just was like, oh, Hey, and, Would and, you like the, the proper response to that woman? <laughs> oh, here we go. I'm scared. I'm scared to I know what too. your proper response is. I was just trying to tell people to be nice, but after talking to you, I am <laughs> rethinking my position. <laughs> I mean, that, that is actually really good. I feel like that would have sparked more drama in the moment, but... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it was very interesting to to hear that comment. And so essentially, 
again, what I say, that this was so many years ago and that one experience has stayed with me as far as a coach and like how I approach things. And even more so my message is, this is what it is. But also my reaction in that moment would not, if I was the coach I am today, how I react now would not have been, it would have been a much more direct message. I yeah. think I was a lot more passive in that moment because high on endorphins and also <laughs> a little bit of shock. Yeah, yeah I bet. Yeah. Even, like they, what? She was not high on endorphins, yeah. apparently. <laughs> East side, and I'm like, ma'am, the, people got problems all over it. And I, she's, I just, I come here to escape. I don't come to think about other people's problems. And I was like, wow. Yeah. Wow, indeed. I really understand that, but yet and still got a lot of people that are even in this very room that are dealing with things that you have no idea about. They can come here as a form of escape. And so we got to touch all the hearts, maybe got to touch all the hearts. Yes, absolutely. Yes. We appreciate you. Yes. So much. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us today. Before we let you go, let everybody know where they can find you in all the places. Yes, I am mainly on Instagram as Tanisha Renee underscore T-A-N-Y-S-H-A, last name Renee, R-E-N-E underscore on Instagram. I am very much big on the DM. I DM back. It's my jam. So if you find me, connect, and I'd love to hear from you. But Crystal and Tom, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. again. It was wonderful having you. Thank you so much thank for being you. here. <laughs> So I guess that brings this episode to a close. Until next time, where can people find you? People can find me on Facebook at facebook.com slash Crystal D. O'Keefe. They can find me on all the socials and the tonal leaderboard at Clip L. Crystal. And you can find me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. You can find the show online at facebook.com slash Superset Podcast. And don't forget, you can watch all of these over on the YouTube. We'd love to look at you. Well, I guess we can't look at you. We'd love for you to look at us. I don't know. Go it's to getting YouTube. weird. Yeah. Go to YouTube. How about that? Okay. So anyway, that's it for this one. Thanks for tuning in. And until next time, keep lifting. Superset is made possible in part by support from Tonal.